Welcome back to the Amateur Adults Podcast, episode six. Hopefully not your second AA meeting of the day. My name is Jake. My name's Hunter. And if you're wondering why we sound so silky smooth, with all your continued love and support and the whopping zero dollars we have made off of this podcast, (laughs) we were able to afford some microphones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Now you can hear our voices really nice. Like a radio host. Mm. Mm. So anyway... Uh, on today's episode, I wanted to discuss to you about, so I've been doing college. I'm, uh, I'm in my second year of college and the past quarter and the quarter before that I've had to do it online. Um, and I'm, I'm managing because, you know, I'm a little bit older and I, I'm not um, a child anymore, but the child version of me would have had a difficult time doing this online school. Uh-huh. And I just wanted to kind of pick your brain about that. Yeah, I think that the childhood me would have had a difficult time doing it as well. Um, But also, as a kid, I wasn't tech savvy whatsoever. Like, um, Neither was I. Neither one of us were really, you know, put into that environment where we had phones at our fingertips or we had access to a laptop or an iPad or like the kids nowadays that I'm seeing. I'm seeing, you know, five-year-olds that are walking around with their own iPad. Yeah. I didn't get a smartphone until I was 13, and only then did it take a lot of arguing and convincing with uh-huh. my parents, and, and and it had parental controls on it until I was 16. So I did not have, I did not have unrestricted access to the internet until I was 16. Wow. And in, in retrospect, I could not be more thankful to my parents for, for that. Yeah. Yeah. I- I think that it um, it definitely allows you to build your character in person quite a bit more, and the parental um, you know restrictions they allow you to manage your time. I mean, yeah. even though your ma- your time is managed for you, you still have that like, okay, I'm going to be setting limits, and I'm only going to be accessing an electronic device for an hour or two or whatever they set it for. I'm only going to allow myself to have access to whatever websites or games or Right. Whatever it may be. And the, and the internet is something we definitely want to touch on, but I want to make sure we get this school point in. Like, these kids at a young-ass age are doing online school. And I, like, I don't know how I, I would have managed, really. Like, I really, I crave social interaction. I crave being in a group. I like being with people. I like face-to-face. It would not have meshed well with my personality at that age at a young age i think that a lot of the kids are experiencing the same things because i mean they are more accustomed to the technology but i think from you know preschool all the way until the end of high school people still need that face-to-face interaction you can do online schooling in college like that's already been a thing that we've experienced before not to this extent obviously but I think that it's really allowing the kids to develop um, personal skills when they have that face-to-face interaction and then, you know, like playing together. That was my favorite part yeah. was recess. I mean, who of didn't course. love recess? We were both star quarterbacks in elementary school. <sighs> and middle school, bro. And, hey. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I truly believe that in elementary school, you're not there to learn the material like learning about glaciers is sick, you know, learning about the Great Wall of China is dope, but you're not there to learn the material. You're there to learn 
how to learn. That way you can absorb material later in life. But you're also there for every other important social aspect of your life. How to work in a group, how to you know, listen and how to absorb things and how to play well with others and every important small little person to person interaction is learned at that age. And I think that we're going to see later on, maybe potentially a generation of stinted social individuals. And I, I think it's even more dangerous because we're already experiencing that with our generation. People are on social media so much or just their phones in general, not even looking at anything in particular. But but then when it does come to an actual face to face interaction, they don't know they don't know how to read the situation. They don't know how to deal with conflict. They don't know, you know, how to tell if somebody is trying to use like a joke or sarcasm or satire or whatever. Mm. They, they really can't read it because you're so used to reading something on your phone as opposed to reading people. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I, I'm always one. I'm not perfect. I do spend a lot of time on my phone, but when I'm with people, I try to be with people. Uh-huh. And, and yeah, and it, it's, it's a really rewarding thing to actually spend some real time with people and, and have interaction, wholesome, meaningful, soulful interaction with people that isn't just a total... Like, I feel like uh, an analogy for, like, if you're hanging out with somebody and they're just on their phone, it's like a little black hole. Like, it just sucks in all their attention, sucks in all their, kind of their aura. Like, Mm -hmm. there's nothing there to interact with. It's just, like, a devoid of any meaning sort of thing when you're trying to hang out with people and they're just on their phone. I agree. It also, it really does take away from the experience. Like if I'm trying to actively engage with somebody and then they're just scrolling on, you know, Facebook or whatever it is, then I feel defeated. You know, I want to have that face to face interaction, but I wonder if the kids who are going through it right now are even going to notice a difference or if they're just going to. Yeah. I mean, they're sorry to interrupt. No, please finish. If if they're just going to like their hangouts, you know, are just going to be them sitting next to one another on their phones. How sad would that be? Bro, the the closest thing I had to that was remember on the Nintendo DS Picto chat. Oh, that was the closest shit I had sending little drawings like yeah we'd be sitting next to each other but we'd send each other messages but that was like you know that was like fun that wasn't just a constant that non-stop wasn't normal exactly yeah. and we are the last generation that will remember a time before smartphones yeah it's really it's crazy to say that but we are the last generation to grow up riding our bikes in the neighborhood maybe i mean listen i obviously nothing goes away forever and i still see kids in front of my house riding their bikes and playing with nerf guns but i do think that it has become a dying thing i i definitely agree like playing outside in general especially with the virus right now and everybody's worried about contracting the virus and and wearing masks kids don't really get that opportunity so right now they're home by themselves or or with their parents but people still have to work unless Mm -hmm. you've lost your job and then they're learning from a computer which i've i've talked to a few of the kids who are doing it and nobody is really you know like absorbing the information it's just kind of let me stare at the screen for an hour and then not keep any of it i yeah i can speak from personal experience i don't feel as if i'm 
at least it from, from my college experience, I feel like I'm more just more so than ever learning it for the test, yeah. just for the test, just to pass, just to get the grade and then move on. And I, I do kind of think that is a little bit, uh, because it's forced because my last year, um, of the running start program where you do college in the high school environment, um, I did a whole quarter of online classes, but because it was optional, I chose to do that. It really taught me, you know, time management. It taught me that I could have more free time and I would just, you know, prioritize different sections or blocks of time. And then if I use those wisely, then I could still on my own time focus on schoolwork. But the kids who are just growing up, you know, anybody who's, you know, kindergarten all the way. I don't think high schoolers really have that ability for time management. Yeah. Um, I wanted to go back just a sec because I think this could be a fun segment on, on kind of the things that we used to do as kids that we thought was like just the best. I mean, I think and those listening at home, you know, feel free to join us on a little nostalgia trip. I mean, they say that everyone's childhood was actually the same, but obviously we know that's not true, but there are certain aspects that of stuff that everything, everybody did. So, mm-hmm. um, so like, what were some of the things that you just enjoyed the most as a child? What me personally, WWE wrestling with my friends was, took up so much time. <laughs> like, Tombstone pile drivers, attitude adjustments, like high flying into the couch. Like we beat the shit out of each other and it was awesome. Yeah, I I definitely loved all those like playing outside, any sort of physical activities. As soon as you said the WWE wrestling, it reminded me of this one time uh, where a buddy and I actually took... Um, one of those plastic totes, like just a regular tub. Yeah. And we put it at the top of the stairs and we would just, just slide each down other the down the stairs. I don't know how many holes I've put in walls just oh having my fun. God. I used to have a playroom in my old house growing up where that my parents just dedicated to me to fucking destroy. Yeah. <laughs> and at, when I grew up, I played baseball for five years and I was a pitcher and I would practice literally throwing baseballs into the wall. This was a wall that my parents dedicated to me to throw baseballs into. They sacrificed this wall for my benefit. And I would just throw baseballs at it for hours. And it was just destroyed. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit, you know, to the, to the, I don't want to call it meaner side of things, but you know, that more rebellious, you really thought like you were doing something cool. I love ding dong ditch. Oh my gosh. It was so ding dong ditch was amazing. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like some, it'd be like once every like month or two, you just get like a devilish look in your eye. Be like, we should ding dong ditch some people. It's so fun. And so were you the one who would run away and just run or would you run and hide and see the reaction? I would run and hide and see the reaction. You got to see the reaction. I loved seeing the look on people's faces. Bro, I had so many just confused Indian people in my neighborhood. (laughs) Just like standing there bewildered, wondering what the hell was going on and me uh, perched in their bush. Sometimes if you were like a psycho, you would like, you wouldn't even go far. You'd ring the doorbell and then like hide behind the rocking chair, like eight feet to the left. If you were super bold. (laughs) Wow. Um, yeah, I never got that bold, but yo, you know what else was rebellious and fun (laughs) being in the 
government protected wetlands where you weren't supposed to be. Uh-huh. <laughs> All the like storm water retention ponds mm-hmm. and blocked off wetlands. You know what? Shooting BB guns at stuff that you definitely wasn't supposed to be in there. But uh-huh. Man, was that a blast! Yeah, I I loved everything along those lines, and then the games that you would play in the dark. Do you remember oh. just going outside? You know, your parents were you know, once streetlights come on, you got to come inside. We would stay outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hide and seek. You know, in the dark. Like, uh, what did you ever play? Like manhunt or like uh, like hide and seek, but like. If you got caught, you had to run back to, like, the base before you were, like, killed or whatever. Oh, yeah. 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 Man, that was fun. Jeez. Tackling on the concrete, bloody knees, no fucks given. Playing football in the streets, everything was a classic. Car, and everyone would move to the side and then wave at the car and then, all right, what down was it? Third down. No, it was fourth. You know, I played so much football in the streets. I think that even before the virus, the kids nowadays aren't aren't really experiencing that. They're, yeah, I don't know. I think they'd rather play Fortnite. I think they would. They like that individual. It's like the instant gratification. And the video games are so fucking good nowadays. Yeah, that, I mean, don't get me wrong. I played a shit ton of video games growing up. It uh-huh. was a, it was a staple in my childhood. You know, Mario Kart, Madden, Halo for sure, uh-huh. uh, Call of Duty. Like, but the difference was like. And and granted, you know, my parents were a little stricter, but the difference was I only played for like a couple hours a day, maybe uh-huh. on the weekends. And then I would go outside and do other stuff or I'd play with toys or read a book or something. And like, I think it's become more of an addiction nowadays. I think it has. And the kids don't even realize it because the parents are still developing these addictions and they're not, they don't know how to deal with it because it's still so new. Yeah. And there are some parents that, that play these video games themselves, like for hours and hours on end. I I think it's kind of tragic when I see that, like maybe a relationship was broken up or like a, like a, the relationship between like a parent and a child is not as good because all the attention is going into a different outlet. Uh, yeah, because these parents are not, you know, taught in school how to prioritize their time. Yeah. And then they're just going home. And instead of spending time with their kids, who, in my opinion, should be their everything. Of course. Once you have a kid, that that truly is your life. Yeah. I know, we haven't had kids yet, but... No, God forbid. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but I think these these parents... Like they got a taste of that instant gratification and just like, you know, cigarettes or nicotine, you're hooked. Yeah. I, and I'll be the first to admit that once video games started evolving, I, my, my like addiction for them evolved as well. I mean, I went from playing Madden 09 on my Wii for 60 minutes a day to bro. I would have literally sat there and played destiny all day if possible. I yeah. That game was my obsession from age 14 to age 16 and it was at that point in my life that my dad came into my room dropped an elbow on my head and said give me the fucking console and he never gave it back (laughs) which i think uh you know is definitely a blessing and a curse because it was a blessing (laughs) (laughs) i mean obviously you wanted to have fun and you wanted to fit in by playing the video games that all the other guys were playing yeah um but you definitely have developed that skill to not be relying on i'm gonna come home and then immediately i'm gonna oh my god i have become such a more well-rounded and mature 
and productive individual since I stopped playing video games constantly. Like, uh-huh. I, I, I have more friends now, like, actual friends, not online gamer friends, which, which I get can be real friends. Like, yeah. I've had some amazing times playing with people that I've never even met. But I still think that there's a difference between that and a, and a flesh and blood friend. But, and I've just, I've, I've done so much more than just, like you said, come home and, and play video games all day. But I, I do, back to that nostalgia aspect, I remember mm. playing, I, I was an Xbox guy, so, mm-hmm. um, but I would be playing, you know, Call of Duty Black Ops 2 or whatever, mm-hmm. and I would just... Once it got dark is when the games would, everybody would start to get on because, you know, our friends all had to go home. So we would get on and then we'd play through the night and shout out to this guy, the man 121242. I played with this kid for like three years straight. Yeah. Never met him. He lives in Carolina, but, uh, yeah, see that there is a special connection there. Like I do believe in that. I, I think that the connection but it just seems a little different. I, I do think it's very different, but I think it's similar. Like it's almost being recreated by social media. You can, you can friend and request people that you've never met and then have full conversations with them. That's that, true. I think that's very similar to how it was playing games with kids. That's true. But I feel like there's still, I will never again capture that feeling of, flying down a hill at 30 miles an hour with the wind in your hair and all your boys at your side, you know, on your bikes. And it's truly a special feeling. Oh, you guys were lucky enough to have bikes. I remember doing that (laughs) with tires. With tires? (laughs) Yeah. Like, like the giant, like inside the tires? Yeah, we would get inside the tires (laughs) and then just roll down the hill. (laughs) Oh, Oh my God. I had so many injuries as a child. But were they injuries or were they just, you know, minor scrapes and scratches? I mean, you got tough because of that. Oh, the whole rub some dirt on it philosophy. I'm a huge proponent. I am a supporter. Bro, kids are pussies nowadays. (laughs) Back to that participation trophy (laughs) bullshit. We can't stop bringing it up because it's such a firm belief. Like, oh, man. Like, you got just tackle football or or falling off your razor scooter you just got destroyed like skidding down a concrete hill elbows knees sides completely shredded or concussing your friends with like yo we used to we used to like box each other like yeah yeah giving each other brain damage and it it was fun (laughs) yeah my favorite was um that just like front yard wrestling match oh, if somebody's parents were yeah. gone for the day or something they hadn't come it was the lead work yet. oh my gosh everybody would just pile on it was it was wonderful it was so much fun and i think and i think that that is an important social issue nowadays like i think there's something to be said for like boys will be boys and i think that that's something that people don't understand yeah I, I think that anybody, I mean, I definitely had a few girls in the neighborhood that would play with us. Yeah, um, me too. There is a distinct difference between the way that boys play and girls play. But I think that the kids nowadays are getting really confused because they're not even allowed to make these differences, like in choices. Yeah, it sure seems like everybody's being kind of clumped into one overarching agenda, really, without yeah. room for... Hey, maybe 
people are different or yeah. maybe there are differences between boys and girls and i don't know why we have to ignore those differences i think not saying that you should treat you should treat everybody the way you want to be treated uh -huh. but there are differences and i don't know why we ignore them i think that one of the reasons that like rationalized in my head the way um i mean the reason that the parents are doing it nowadays is because nobody wants to see their kids get hurt you know you don't want them to fall down you want to give them the padding or you want to you want to make sure like preemptively protect them but you gotta let your kids you know make some errors you gotta yeah. let them fall down scrape their knee and feel the pain i think everybody i think a huge thank you to my parents like was that they were always there for support they were always there if i needed help but they didn't coddle me they didn't protect me from every tiny little thing and they i was allowed to make mistakes i was allowed to grow from those mistakes and learn i wasn't sheltered you know obviously like i said i had the parental restrictions on my phone but i wasn't sheltered from the important life lessons yeah, I was very grateful. I am very grateful to my parents for the exact same thing. They did try to protect me to an extent, but um, their way of protecting me was uh, making me assure them in one way or another that I was ready for whatever challenge I was about to face. So they weren't just sending me into the world blind, but they were making sure that I had some of the skills that I was going to need and then letting me make my own choices. Right. And I don't know, like I said, we're not parents, but I don't know how much of that is translating to this new generation of kids. And I think that that's going to be a big difference going forward. Another big difference that I see going forward is that because of this online schooling, the lack of kids interacting with one another and playing outside, I don't think that this next generation is going to have a very great immune system because, <laughs> yeah. you know, if you're not wrestling, if you're not playing in the dirt, if you're not, pl bro, playing with bugs, I used to have bug wars. I fucking love bug exactly. wars. Exactly. <laughs> Spider versus three answers. Hell anyway. yeah. But these kids aren't going to have the immune system to fight off anything bro, that comes their way. Drinking hose water oh. out on a hot day. Okay. Every kid needs to drink hose water. They do, but uh, I've definitely developed like a very pristine water taste now because <laughs> I never want to drink hose water again. But we all did. We did, and it was just normal. I mean, even for like high school football, they just hooked the hose up and then they had <laughs> like PVC pipe with holes in it, so you had to drink out of the. Yeah. Oh, but. Water gun fights. With the hose water. <laughs> Even water balloon fights. Bro. Oh. Those things would pop in your mouth and shit. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I remember um, a couple 4th of Julys, I would have those. Like, we'd start off small. We'd start off, I think they were called poppets. And they were just, you throw them on the ground and they, you know, make a little pop and explode and whatever. And I would have little fights with those. Everybody would be barefoot, shorts. Oh, man. Poppets were the best. Exactly. And I guess this is a bit of a stretch, but I'm going to go for this segue. Poppets, explosions, explosions, guns. I had so many toy guns growing up. And I think that that is kind of an important thing. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm not one of these... I'm not... I am, like, pro 2A, but I'm not, like, crazy pro 2A. Like, I don't know that much about guns. I don't own any, but... It was an important part of my life playing with my guns as a kid. And I don't think that 
guns should automatically be written off as dangerous or oh they're gonna teach kids bad things or oh like i think it's important to let them handle responsibility like that and and make those distinctions early on yeah i didn't have the same experience i didn't have any toy guns but from a very young age like four or five i was taught how to use guns i would actually go out you know up in the mountains and practice you know, shooting, or we even had one of those, oh, I can't remember, where you shoot the disc into the air, the, yeah, yeah. I can't remember what it's called right now, but boy, just um, trying to shoot those out of the air, or if you saw a little raccoon or something, and you got your pump-up BB gun. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I think that there's a massive push for gun control, at least nowadays. I mean, I can't speak for what it was like back then, because I didn't really have that good of an understanding of the world but it sure seems a little more extreme nowadays it does in in my sense i can't really comprehend the reasoning because i think that because at such a young age i was taught to use guns properly i have a real appreciation for how their tools whether people are going to go hunting with them or for self-defense but i i don't i, I think, would never wave it around recklessly i you think know? the key word was properly yeah. I don't know how much proper instruction is going on nowadays. People are learning from the internet where who knows what could happen there. You could learn anything. You, you could you could take in a lot of very bad things at a very young age. You can, and I think that now people are really learning what the general population, the majority, um, agrees with and not what is actually right. In some cases, they do line up with the, you know, population agrees with is also right but in a lot of cases i'm seeing people are just blindly following these guidelines because oh well everybody else is doing it so i should be doing it and i just don't personally agree with that uh, but i'm seeing it happen all the time and i'm afraid that these kids are gonna have the same mentality yeah i agree with that i also i also really liked you know sleepovers as a kid that the kids are being deprived of right now so legendary amazing sleepovers they were just so much fun one of our favorite one of our favorites was waking up our friend at 4 a.m for the wi-fi password Uh. so we could watch (laughs) porn (laughs) that was an incredible memory oh my goodness I don't even, that was a strange setup too, because we put like, that was mad fun. <laughs> it was like three sofas all put together <laughs> no. to form a rectangle with borders. Yeah, okay. Imagine two like arm, like, like love seats, right? It's like a mini couch with like two different spots and you, you take them and you smash them together to create one giant rectangle couch. And that was what we slept on. <laughs> All three of us. All three of us just jammed together. No fucks given. And then at 4 a.m., we woke up the third guy. Hey, what's the Wi-Fi password? Why? Porn. <laughs> and that was that was all he needed. He knew that immediately he had to give it to us because that was his Duh. manly duty. Yeah, too. of course. Man, sleep, sleepovers for me were especially fun because... Like I said, my parents, they, they did let me explore my fair portion of the world, but they were, they, they had, they were, you could say on the stricter side. So, you know, I was never allowed to play video games really, really late into the night or, you know, eat a whole bunch of junk food. And that was when 
those restrictions came off is when I went to other people's houses and I could eat as much junk food as I wanted and have and play video games as much as I wanted. And I think that that was a key, key integral part of forming who I am as a person because I learned the distinction between um, like when it is a treat and and then constant. So like, for example, everything in moderation, I had a moderation there. My, but for the, some of these kids nowadays, there's my sleepover lifestyle is their everyday lifestyle and there's no moderation. And it's setting them up for failure. It's setting I them feel, up for failure. Uh, because so many parents are, you know, laid off or so busy right now that they can't keep watch over the kids. And so it's a real pivotal point in a lot of these kids life they're either gonna grow or they're gonna do what's easy so they're either gonna be you know eating the junk food that's readily available and then playing video games and not socializing or they're gonna learn how to cook or learn a new skill read a book it's really what these kids are gonna do but I think that their their parents aren't giving them enough instruction and then they're not getting that structure from the schools right now so it's really just a shit show out here. Yeah, man, Rona. <laughs> Fucking what a crazy world. Yeah, everything has uh, really just been going on this year. Yeah. Can you believe that it began in March? This will be everything... a year for the history books for sure. I I remember in March, I I gener I I do it around. I call it March eleventh because that was when sports shutdown uh -huh. which for me made the biggest impact <laughs> but like march 11th and i remember you know our governor saying oh it's just for it's just two weeks it's just for two weeks uh -huh. we're gonna slow the spread in two weeks and here we are almost in november yeah i mean what is that seven eight months later eight yeah, months almost later. eight months eight later months I remember in April, my dad joked around. He said, oh, there's not going to be a Thanksgiving this year because of this corona. And I was like, what are you? Fu are you fucking kidding me? Like, is it, we're going to be done with this in like a month. What do you mean? Like, whatever. Like, And now it's a real possibility. Like, I still know people he like everywhere that are just scared because they don't know. They don't know what the virus is going to do to them if they have any pre-existing conditions or, you know. <laughs> and we're sitting in a car talking <laughs> six inches away from each other. No ventilation. Exactly. We don't need it. We'll take our, we'll take our chances. Because we had that wonderful childhood growing up. The, sur the, sur dirt. the survival rate for our age group is like 99.999999999%. Which I'm, I'm really... We'll be fine. I'm really glad that they are starting to um, allow some of the smaller kids, the younger ages, to get the kids back in school, be man. Part of school, they really need it. Get them back I, in school. I think it's going to have detrimental effects if this. I mean, let the kids learn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I think this is a, a sufficient place to end, but we want to talk more about childhood, which we're going to do. In the bonus episode. Bonus! Bonus episode, everybody, of this week's show. We're going to talk about our favorite childhood TV shows. You know them. You love them. You watched them. It's going to be relatable. We're going to argue. Where you're not going to agree with us. Or maybe you will. So stick around. Hit up that bonus episode. Thank you for listening. 
Thank you very much, guys. We really appreciate it all. Um, Yeah, stick around for that bonus episode. Thank you.